Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. One of the things that's almost universally missing is any discussion about mental health. And I understand a lot of people are afraid to talk about mental health stuff because it's in the purview of professionals, of doctors, of therapists, of counselors, uh, or in the purview of, of pastors and ministry leaders. Well, there is, you talk about the, the early church, there is a, a plan for all this stuff in the Bible. And part of that plan is let's support each other, let's, let's live together. Lee Bailey Sealer is the Director of Operations and Curriculum Development at Five Stone Media. And today, he talks not only about his own personal journey with recovery, but also about a new video series that goes beyond the 12 steps of recovery. Welcome to Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Domestic violence, multiple rapes. Hey, so glad you're with us on Life Support, where we tell stories to help people understand that wherever you are in life, Jesus can be there with you and is there just for asking, and he can change lives, and that's what he does regularly. And so we want you to know that there's always hope. And someone here to help us today is Lee Bailey Sealer, who is the Vice President of Operations and Curriculum Developer for Five Stone Media which is one of our sponsors, of course. You can always watch a video version of this podcast on their website at fivestonemedia.com. And, Lee, it's so good to have you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for driving down all the way from the Northland today. Yes, yes. From the uh, Princeton area. Cambridge. Cambridge area. Princeton, Cambridge is kind of the same city, isn't it? Very very similar. (laughs) Yes, northern. You know, in Minnesota, it's really funny because you'll say, hey, where were you this weekend? And and everybody just goes up north, up north, which is like a vast area it's if relative. you're not from Minnesota. It's all relative. It's isn't all it? it's all relative. <laughs> I up, live up north. That could yeah, be five right. miles north, or it could that's be right. five hundred miles yeah. up north. All right. So we were talking last time you were with us about all of the things that uh, Five Stone has done to to help from trauma to to mental health. Uh, your newest uh, curriculum coming out is exploring your recovery, but what you really want to do is help churches, right? You're trying to equip the church to reach people in these difficult areas. Tell me about that and how that vision came to be. Correct. So um, organizationally, um, years ago, um, my boss and friend Steve uh, heard the story of a uh, gang leader here in Minnesota, John Turnipseed, and I thought a group of men who – five men uh, eventually who were the five stones of Five Stone Media uh, decided they needed to tell this guy's story because this guy's story could help change lives. Yeah. And, it, and it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John's, tur- John's uh, story turned into films and, and into a curriculum for incarcerated people. Um, and a book. And, and a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then a, a women's curriculum for women in, incarcerated, and um, all in an effort to to help people going through something that none of us would ever know how to deal with, being incarcerated, um, being judged for something that we've done, and um, having that define our life for a time at least, if not for the rest of our lives. 
Um, so that sort of the start of Five Stone Media is that telling that story and creating that curriculum and helping using stories uh, of other people, including John Turnipsey, but other people too, men and women who who went through similar circumstances. Uh, and we we use video to tell those stories to help change lives. And um, one thing that we found is that there are some missing elements. Um, and before we can go on and build a new life, we we have to at least start healing from the past. And before we can heal, we have to believe that healing is possible. So we have to have hope. And so we tell these stories in order to communicate that hope uh, so that people can see, people who are in a hopeless situation, can see that there is a way out, that someone has done this, someone has figured this out. And through that hope, they can find a way to change and transform their lives. We think that... Um, God's design for that is 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 reflected in Christ and the way Christ sits in our lives. That oftentimes what's missing is a relationship with Christ and understanding that uh, the the sort of the hope that He brings to our world um, and and that hope that's available to everyone when it's missing so that we do that personally that the way that looked in my life was um I went through addiction I was a believer growing up and and I went through addiction alcohol uh addiction for a number of years and and I previously on this podcast I told my story I'm not going to tell my story again people can people can look it up um I don't really have any secrets about about my past uh, so it's available a lot of places, but um, basically, I, my my life melted down through you know a lot of most of it my fault, um, bad choices I made, um, but I felt stuck. I was utterly hopeless. I didn't think that there was a way to go forward in life. I just couldn't see a future uh, because I had disconnected from God, from my faith. Um, I had disconnected and isolated myself from almost everybody in my life burned so many bridges and and uh, ruined our, our family's life financially and uh, just all kinds of terrible, terrible things. Down in this pit, this dark pit, I could never figure out how I was going to get out of it. And, of, of course, I, I struggled for years to try to get myself out of it because I thought that's what you do. Uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, boy. <laughs> get, yeah. get yourself out of this that's problem. That's America. Yeah, that's America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, that's just not the way it works, mm-hmm. and it's it's not God's design. Mm-hmm. Um, it never was. Um, there's a reason that he put us here together. Um, I think of, you know, if we were on a cruise ship and and cruising along the Caribbean, and we looked over the edge of the cruise ship, and we saw someone out there flailing in the water, um, we know they're drowning, and if someone doesn't do something about it, um, that person's gone. Yeah, I, I think a God up there on that cruise ship, and He's looking down at us, and we're all down here flailing. Yeah, and what's His answer for us flailing down here? He has sent us each other as life preservers, as uh, an answer to our struggles. And oftentimes we walk along through life, and I did this for years in my addiction, thinking I had to deal with this. I couldn't burden someone else with this. No one else has an answer for this. Um, 
I knew I needed help, but I, th- I didn't know where to go, where to look for that. So I was flailing along uh, in my addiction silently and um, not letting anyone else in. Um, and I just know that if I would have years earlier asked for help, uh, reached out for help, uh, asked God, uh, he would have directed me to the right place. But shame is a powerful, oh man, powerful, powerful thing yeah. in all of our lives, and we we suffer alone. I think largely due to shame. Yeah, it's it's hard to have someone look at us in a way that is judgmental, or we think they're going to. Yeah. Very rarely do they, but we always think they're going to. Yeah, right. And to admit that we're not perfect, you know, I think it goes back to the garden when uh, Satan went to, you know, Adam and Eve and said, like, you can be like God. You don't need anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I, can, I can give you that. And <laughs> that's when shame came into the world. He yeah. went looking for for Adam. And all of a sudden, you know, Adam's you know, tossing it over. It's, my, it's the woman you gave me. And then Eve's <laughs> saying, it's no, it's the serpent. It's his fault. And they're all cowering. And that's, I think, what we do. We cower in fear because we don't want to be found out. Yeah. We, that take, we don't want to take our mask off. Yeah. Because our mask yeah. protects us. Our mask is our reputation. Our mask is mm-hmm. how we want people to see us. Not even necessarily how they really do. Right. It's how we want them to. Oh, man, last week on the show we talked about the lies that people believe yeah. about each other and about themselves. And one of those lies is that no one else has these problems. Yeah. And everyone has problems. Everyone has Everyone's problems. got struggles. Yep. And if we were all open about it, a lot, life would be a lot more comfortable because we could, we could really share authentically about who we are and be vulnerable and, and then live in God's design for each other. Well, the early church, I think they had problems too, and they came together and they prayed together, ate together, did everything together. And I'm guessing there were some really good conversations had at the table there. Um, you've got a new curriculum coming out called Exploring Your Recovery. Mm. And how does that deal with some of the issues that we've just discussed? Well, one of the, one of the big things that we, we deal with in Exploring Your Recovery, there, there are six topics that we recover, and these are all kind of uncomfortable things that we get to talk about. And one of the universe, almost universal things in addiction or recovery is guilt and shame. Uh, we just talked about. So that's one of the topics we, we go through because it is uh, guilt and shame preoccupies so many people in recovery and it keeps people in addiction so much because I have, you know, if I get to the depths of my addiction, if I, if I think back to that, um, I, I feel so bad about everything and about myself about the way I've affected my family, my friends, that the easiest solution for me is just to climb back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that bottle's a tool, and it helps me hide from my shame and guilt and everything else. Um, so that's that's one of the topics. So these topics are uh, – the curriculum is designed to cover some topics that aren't really covered too much in, in other uh, recovery kinds of curriculum or environments, things like the 12 steps or celebrate recovery, the eight principles of recovery, um, lots and lots of other kinds of recovery uh, curriculum and groups out there. But one of the things that's almost universally missing is any discussion about mental health. Uh, 
And I understand a lot of people are afraid to talk about mental health stuff because it's in the purview of professionals, of doctors, of therapists, of counselors, uh, or in, in the purview of, of pastors and ministry leaders. Well, there is, you talk about the, the early church, there is a a plan for all this stuff in the Bible. And part of that plan is let's support each other. Let's let's live together, not physically. I'm not, I don't want to live with you, Paul. I'm sorry. But, um, I'm hurt by we that, li- but I'm we glad li- that you're honest with me. <laughs> we, well, honesty is a great policy with pastors, I've found. Um, the the um, Oh, you distracted me. I can't remember where I was. Well, you're uh, the one who brought it up, so I think you have to pay the price. I do. More with Pastor Paul and Five Stone Media's Lee Bailey Sealer in a moment as they discuss a new recovery program that goes beyond the 12 steps. This new program is part of Life Support Resources, free resources on mental health, sudden loss, and recovery that can help you and your church start the conversation and eliminate the stigma of mental health. You can register at lifesupportresources.org. That's lifesupportresources.org. And once again, all of these resources are available free of charge. And now back to the conversation with Lee and Pastor Paul. Well, there is, you talk about the the early church, there is a a plan for all this stuff in the Bible. And part of that plan is let's support each other, let's let's live together not physically i'm not i don't want to live with you paul i'm sorry but um, i'm hurt by we that li- but i'm we glad li- that you're honest with me <laughs> we, well honesty is a great policy with pastors i've found uh one of the things that's really missing in in many of those recovery curriculum is any discussion of mental health um and and how we rebuild that because that's there's a lot of destruction that goes into mental health and to our mental health it, when it comes to addiction. As we destroy our lives, uh, we isolate, we, we lose our careers, we, we lose money, we, we hurt other people. That takes a toll on our mental health. And uh, it is almost impossible to get that point in addiction and not have some level of anxiety, depression, ADHD, anger, is a u- almost universal thing with people. Um, a, a, we're angry at the world for, for dealing us this hand. The world is angry at us. Our family's angry at us for costing all this money or for abandoning us or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of anger that goes that's in the addiction uh, world. And um, so a- anxiety, impression, anger, ADHD, empathy and forgiveness um, is another thing too. Um, now, some of the like the 12 steps deals a little bit with forgiveness and um, and empathy, but um, there's, a, there's a lot of focus on the self in the recovery world, which is as it should be because we're rebuilding ourselves. Mm-hmm. But at some point we have to turn to the world and deal with the world again. And so we have to deal with forgiveness and yes, we have to forgive ourselves, but we have to forgive other people too because a lot of people who, who have substance use disorder or addiction have been harmed in the past uh, big time and um, very painful ways. And it's, it's hard to think of forgiving some of those things. You, know, you think of abuse or abandonment or that kind of thing. Um, 
that that's really hard stuff to forgive. So we need to talk about that. And so we dive a little bit deeper in, in this curriculum into empathy and forgiveness than in others. Um, as I said, guilt and shame. And then the final uh, of the six topics is gratitude. And, and uh, people often talk about gratitude early in addiction. If, if I walk into an AA room, uh, a celebrate recovery room, one of the first things that anyone's going to tell me to do, the, the very first thing my first sponsor ever told me to do, old Jim, we called him, and he was, uh, I, I, he looked like he fell off of a, a charm bracelet. He was just this little old guy, uh, maybe 80-something years old, and he'd been around the block, and he knew everything. And he said, Lee, I want you to every day write down something you're grateful for. Make a list. And then he would give me homework. The next time I came back to the meeting, I had to show him the things I was grateful for. And personally, I, I started out by I, – I faked my way through it, really. Uh, I'm grateful for the, the blue sunny sky. I, I'm grateful for birds and, and puppies and, you know, all, all yeah. kinds of right. – because I really wasn't grateful for much. I had lost a vast amount of money. I had destroyed all my relationships. I lost my position, uh, my business. All, there's all kinds of stuff. The, the tax man's knocking on my door. They're about to take my house away. What do I have to be grateful for? Mm-hmm. I don't have anything left anymore. But um, that exercise that many, many people do, I would say most people do it as they enter recovery, um, it's a great tool early in recovery. But then a lot of people put it down, and we forget to be grateful. And I don't care. Maybe you've never been in addiction, and and you're you're just what we call in the in the addiction world. We call you a normie. If you're a normie, when was the last time you sat down and wrote down a list of things that you're grateful for? It really helps change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we take people in one of our groups back into that, and just and we talk about gratitude. And it really is encouraging and helpful because it it sends you away from that group with a different attitude. Oh, yeah, I've got all this stuff going for me now. So uh, I I can describe um, all of those six topics that we deal with in Exploring Your Recovery. Uh, And by the way, you can find that at lifesupportresources.org. That's the website where where our library of resources lives, and all of those resources are free. So we offer resources on our digital resources on our website for free for ministry. So if you're doing ministry, recovery ministry, uh, we want you to have this, and we'll even help you know how to use it. We do facilitator training, free facilitator training for all of our curriculum. So if there's someone out there listening to this and you want to use this curriculum, we want you to have it. So just give, shoot us a contact. I'm Lee at Five Stone Media. Spell it out, fivestonemedia.com, and, and we'll be happy to help you. You can contact us through the website also. But each of these six topics is presented over two sessions. So, for instance, for ADHD, um, people will show up just like a regular recovery group, so this can be integrated into any existing recovery group or or ministry, people show up and watch a 10-minute, 5-minute video, a very short video on the topic, and then there's a discussion guide that just leads the group through a discussion of that topic. 
The next time you come back, maybe it's a week later, maybe it's a month later, come back, you watch another video, a, se- a second video on that topic, have another discussion, and that topic is, is, is done. And then the next week we move on to another topic. We've designed this so it can be modular, so you can run it for 12 weeks straight, go through the six topics in 12 weeks, or you can do one topic a month, or you can do one topic every six months, however, however it fits into your ministry. So people will use this as, a, as kind of a break from their ministry sometimes, and they'll just plug in one of our topic meetings in place of a, one of the steps, for instance, that kind of thing. Well, you have a lot to offer there. That's yeah, great. It, it, it's well from experience. We've, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen what works and, and what doesn't work, and so we've we've kind of tweaked. We did pilot this at a couple different um, locations at big churches and in, and at a reentry center in, in Minneapolis, and uh, we made some changes. But all of our curriculum, like Exploring Your Recovery, all of our curriculum is, is, is video-based. So it starts with video, and those videos are always, always real people telling their stories. And well done. And, 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 very professional and, and very good. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so video-based, and then we have a very simple discussion guide, and we like to make these curriculum uh, really user-friendly so anyone can facilitate them. Um, some of the little more complicated things, we, we spend the time to, to train people to how to facilitate. We have live person, in-person facilitator trainings. And for some of our curriculum, we've got virtual facilitator trainings for people in Georgia, for instance, who are, who are learning now how to use one of our curriculum. And, and we can do that all over the country or all over the world, for that matter. How would the church change uh, if people embraced these different areas and said, we're going to make a difference. Hmm. How, how would America change? It would, it would be drastic, wouldn't it? Wow, it, it, would, it would look very different, I yeah. think, which is it's a sad commentary. It would look very different. Um, it would actually, I think, look like the, what the church is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are churches that know this and that get it, mm-hmm. a lot of them. Um, well, I, I would even I would even church in in, um, in where is that? Minnetonka, Minnesota, yeah, which on, is yeah. fabulous. Yeah, it's good. Very caring. Yeah, one hundred and one Ridgewood Road. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. You've heard of it? Good. good. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly think most churches get this. I think that most most churches also though are really overwhelmed. Yep. Um, yep. Under resourced and overwhelmed. Yep. And so. Um, we try to help on both aspects of that because <laughs> yeah. we know that the pastors and ministry leaders are overwhelmed, and so we want to put resources in their hands, and then we don't charge for them. So uh, we know churches are stretched right now these days because they're trying to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So all, that's what, one of the reasons all of our resources are free. Uh, we really felt convicted by the fact that God has given us this gift of a little bit of talent and the ability to do, to do this kind of work. Why are we charging people for his gift? So, so we're giving things away, and we trust God for his provision to support us, too. So, so we have people, churches, that come alongside and partner us and, and provide funding for all this, this curriculum. If someone's listening right now and they would like to make a donation to oh, Five Stone, what, how can they do that? Well, first of all, we would really appreciate it, and we, we mm-hmm. would love it. Um, you can go to fivestonemedia.com. There's a Donate button right on the top of the page. And uh, um, or lifesupportresources.org, you can get there too. Um, and and we would love to have any 
financial support, but also uh, the support of your prayers, greatly appreciated. And we do have some volunteer opportunities. If you are in our local area, um, uh, we have some volunteer opportunities available too. We'd love to talk to you about those. Very good. Well, thanks for filling us in. You're doing a, a great work, and the things you're involved with are really, really important. And it there's not a lot of people doing this kind of thing. And so you're cutting new ground, too, yeah. which is exciting, but I'm sure it's difficult it, it as It is well. exciting, and it's really rewarding. It's just mm-hmm. amazing to see change happen. Well, and to see how your life has changed as a model mm-hmm. of uh, what can really happen. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Sure. Thanks, Paul. So, you know, as you've been listening, you, you, you might have been thinking, yeah, I'm stuck. I don't know if I can move past. It's great that these people know how to do that. But, you know, God is uh, in the business of changing lives. That's really what uh, Easter's all about, and we're right around the Easter season. And uh, we know that the resurrection of Christ has made a way for all of our lives to change because Jesus is alive, and that changes everything. And um, I'm thinking of the book of, uh, of Psalms. In, in Psalm 8411, uh, the writer says this, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So God is willing to give you everything if you just ask. And sometimes when we ask We think we need to have all of the right words. We need to have some articulate prayer. It has to include all of the right phrasing. No. Just tell God how you feel. Tell him that you're suffering. Tell him that you need help. And that's what he responds to. He loves when we're honest with him. So don't lose heart. And Five Stone's there for you. They're a great partner here. FiveStoneMedia.com. And by the way, if you want to see a video version of this podcast, you can just check that out there too. My Faith Radio has been great to us. They are a platform that we use, obviously, and it's MyFaithRadio.com. And uh, we'd love you to check us out here at Ridgewood Church as well at MyRWC.org. And I want to thank you so much for listening to Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. to this Life Support Podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of Life Support.